Welcome to Built to Scale e-commerce show with Darius and Justin, your backstage pass to the eight and nine figure e-commerce world. Hey guys, so hope you have already enjoyed the part one of the series about what it actually takes about real talk about what it actually takes to grow a business from 0.5 million one year to 26 million in another year and how we did it for our client. So in part, you will be covering much more about marketing, right? And first of all, I have to tell you more about to understand, you know, that e-commerce growth is really not a linear process. It's almost always as kind of you're having this spike up, then it trends down a bit, you know, once you find another breakthrough point or another big kind of revelation in your marketing strategy, it has another breakthrough point. And then, you know, it spikes up again and then it slowly trickles down. And this was pretty much, you know, how the growth journey with this client went. So first of all, we took over, you know, the client at the start of the year. And it was right before like first wave of Corona hit. And we were able to push them up from 200K per month in revenue up to making, what, 2.7 million first month working with us and 3.7, around 3.7 million working second month with us. So it was like very fast growth. Of course, it was only possible due to COVID at that time and really, you know, basically the situation that was in the world and we actually had like really good draws. We were actually managing to spend up to $55,000 per day on Facebook ads back then. And we were getting, I think, like draws around four. So it was like crazily good. But then, you know, reality hit and we had to downscale like this kind of wave one completely vanished. A lot of marketing players came back into the market and, you know, the Ross normalized. And suddenly, you know, from Ross 4, we were back to like Ross 2, something like this, right? And we had to drastically downscale. We actually scaled down our estimates from 55K down to 30K a day. And it was still like very good upside for a client compared to where they were before starting to work with us. We were making about 200K per month before starting to work with us. And now suddenly, you know, hey, we are making about a million a month, million and a half a month, even at this downscale stage. Of course, Ross was lower, but in part one, I still kind of describe, you know, how it works at certain point, etc. So what we were doing is keeping this aspect at high levels and completely going ham on investing and experimenting on stuff. Basically, we were experimenting with different marketing channels, with new websites, etc., and looking for these new breakthrough points that would allow us to push it up. And honestly, we had like, I think, three breakthrough points that got us these results. So first breakthrough point was actually, you know, I think it came only after five or six months afterwards. So it takes certain time, you know, for it to build up and start to produce results. Because honestly, like, out of 100 things, only one works. It, it kind of takes patience and, you know, a lot of willpower to continue going. But once it hits, it's crazy what it gets to you. So one of these breakthrough points for this client was actually completely disregarding the Facebook ad tracking. You completely do not look what type of ROAS the Facebook ads is reporting for. But what we did, we actually got advanced analytical software called Rockerbox, right? It cost about $30,000 a year, something around this, right? So it's a relatively expensive thing. But what it does, it allows you to combine different points in different channels. So for example, you know, hey, a person came through, let's say Facebook ads, when we visited your email, clicked the email, when he saw YouTube ad, and allocate ROAS based on that. So we were able to identify like the best Facebook campaigns that actually drive the best ROAS across omnichannel multipath journey instead of just being, you know, on Facebook ads. And then we started to scale up using this kind of blind approach using, you know, analytics instead of what we are seeing on Facebook. 
And we were able to go from 30K daily ad spend to 60K daily ad spend. <laughs> and at the same time, actually, Ross even increased, I think, by 7%, something like this. So that was crazily huge breakthrough point because we were able more than double the business and improve a profit margin at the same time just by reaching one of these breakthrough points. Actually, you know, it was such a good result that some really, let's say, powerful people in the industry contact us about us wanting to teach them this method and how to do it correctly. So that was one of the breakthrough points we had. Another breakthrough point was in general kind of a compounding one. So because during six months, we experimented a lot of video shoots and uh, video angles, understanding what works with this client and what doesn't work with this client audience. We were able to pinpoint exactly, you know, the type of gender, age, and the angles and words. We need our actors to save the videos to sell better. And we were able to craft these videos specifically for quarter four for Christmas, etc., using all the knowledge we have acquired across these six months of rapid experimentation. And this was another thing, you know, that allowed us to push it up up to 100K daily ad spends. And we're able to actually really maintain it up there. And honestly, I think, you know, we could have, well, during Black Friday, we pushed it up to 150K per day ad spend for this client. And honestly, I think we could have even done, you know, like even more, maybe even 200K per day if this client's manufacturing facility <laughs> would be able to cope up with it. Because we were, I think, doing about 3,000 custom orders a day. And it was literally, you know, full manufacturing facility working on just this client's products. So yeah, it was pretty cool, pretty cool. But nonetheless, you know, it was kind of a limiting factor. There. So that was like a second breakthrough we had. And another thing, it's not exactly, you know, something that we can measure at this point, but basically we were doing conversion rate optimization across the six months and just seeing which type of letters, wordings, placements, and graphics works better. And then we were able to do a website redesign with this client and help guide his website redesign team across this whole process and put in everything that we have new into the new branding design. And I think this was another very high impact factor because suddenly it upscaled the brand of a client and people were much more inclined to actually purchase and we have seen a small CR increase overall in this client. So having conversion rate increase, right, of course, it did allow us to get a bit better returns from Facebook advertising, allowing us to push it even further down the line. Some other things, I wouldn't maybe call breakthroughs, but it's more about accumulating factors. And this is honestly what we teach in our Everest e-commerce growth framework was actually adding other marketing channels to the mix. So for example, AdWords, right? Because it was another great force that you have managed to get up to $50,000 a day in revenue from. Right. And it was, I think, Ross about 4.5 to 5 Ross from this channel, which is completely crazy. And majority of it actually was kind of from called audiences. But what we are seeing is that how it works with Google Ads, right? That you need to be driving Facebook ads traffic. So Google Ads could be kind of picking it up, you know, whatever that's YouTube ads or something. You need to kind of drive some of the traffic for, you know, for it to get the ROAS and returns you want. Because whenever we are downscaling Facebook, we are seeing also AdWords ROAS to go down and what we could be spending on AdWords goes down. It's strange, right? Because technically on AdWords, we are sometimes even targeting keywords and searches, etc. that are not related to the brand. But, for some reason, like it seems like when more we spend on Facebook, at least maybe we get more brand exposure, right? So people are more inclined to buy from these brands on AdWords. So it's kind of cumulative effort here. 
Then there was a very big important key criteria was email marketing, right? Because I'm a huge believer of it. And it's literally a thing that separated this business from losing money to making profit during even this experimentation period and during quarter four, right? And basically how it works, right, is whenever you are acquiring any person coming into your website, right, you're having welcome sequences to cash emails. You're having, you know, cart abandonment sequences. You're having, you know, sequences to make a second or third purchase to the same person. And suddenly, you know, it allows you to bring in at least 20, 30% extra revenue, right, through these sequences back into your store. And I'm personally not a huge believer on looking, you know, what the Clavio or these systems do report on their side, because it's kind of a revenue that you report before the discounts and before, I think, taxes, etc. So it's not really real numbers that you're seeing on Clavio, especially, you know, I know a lot of people tell you you can get like 40, 50% of revenue. It's only if you're like not doing enough, basically, call acquisition and you're looking at Clavio numbers. The majority of real numbers would actually be maybe about 20, 30 percent at best end, right? So that's my tip. Get email marketing because it's super important, you know. Imagine and what I mentioned in the part one, you know, at the end of the year, you know, this client was making 12 to 15 percent net profit. And it's literally, you know, <laughs> what the email is driving, right? course, you do have some expenses from email and, you know, still product costs. But this was exactly, you know, the difference between being at break-even and making profit. So emails is not something to be underestimated. And usually, in my opinion, it's best to synchronize it with what you're doing on Facebook ads, AdWords. And this is why, you know, we were even running like this growth agency, the way we are running it, right? Because Technically, you need to synchronize the message. You need to synchronize activities. And sometimes, you know, you could even be running certain campaigns on Facebook ads to drive emails, right? And email registrations and sell the people, you know, the long-term dream, basically. Not maybe, you know, converting them immediately, but converting them across 30 days. And this is kind of another like scaling strategy that really worked well for us in supplements niche. So basically in the supplements niche, well, this is kind of a side story, but I think it's important and valuable. So basically what we're doing in supplement niche, we're actually running a digital course. You know, it was, I think, seven-day challenge and entry cost was just, I think, for free, completely for free. We're optimizing for purchase. And on the front end, we are completely losing money, right? But across like seven days, 14 days, we were actually, you know, suddenly the ROS was way higher compared to what we could get, you know, through any direct response efforts we have ever tried. So this was the trick that worked really well there. Well, getting back to the client, right? And everything we did, right, was we tried so many other things, for example, pin interest and YouTube ads, and a lot of them didn't stick. So this is, once again, you know, one out of 100 things will be working out and you need to have patience and drive to keep pushing and testing through things. That's kind of it from marketing perspective. So my summary here is, you know, do not expect a linear growth expect more of these breakthroughs and jump ups, right? And keep testing, never give up because the testing is what drives results. Get, you know, omni-channel in place, especially if you're going higher in revenue. So AdWords, email marketing, other channels and just test through things. Test what works for you. And, you know, go in the growth hacking style, you know, as many rapid tests as possible, as soon as possible. And it's okay for your profit, et cetera, to drop a certain amount of time if you have a strategy in place and the goal in mind. So yeah, guys, hopefully you have enjoyed the podcast and definitely, you know, I would highly appreciate if you could subscribe to it and share it with your friends because honestly, the more attention we get, right, 
the more content we can create like this, the more time we can allocate and the more, you know, incentivized we are to create content like this for you guys. So see you on another podcast. Enjoying this podcast? Consider subscribing and sharing it with your friends. This helps us to grow and create more amazing content like this for you.